Hello and welcome to the Fitter podcast, the show that's all about separating science fiction from science fact. With me on the show is the founder of Fitter, the one and only Jetendra Chokse aka JC. Hi JD and hello everyone. It's uh, good to be back and it's uh, good to be talking about the things we've all missed for so long, you know, exercise and working out. Uh, so, so far in the season, we've looked at cardio and dived into resistance training and the science of lifting weights. Uh, now, in this episode, I thought it was necessary to address something that's, uh, you know, related to building your dream physique, but which is also something that creates a lot of anxiety and confusion. Um, a lot of people don't like weight training because uh, they think it's something only bodybuilders should do. And, uh, you know, the, the, for, fortunately, I mean, fortunately, that kind of thinking is going away and uh, more and more Indians are starting to see the benefits of lifting weight. But even then, there's so many myths and misunderstandings about it. So uh, just what we'll cover. So do you like mean the myths about how people get that kind of physique? Yeah, exactly. I mean, let me ask yeah. you this, JD. Yeah. A few years ago, when you saw someone who was uh, who was beefed up, who was muscular, and mm. uh, what exactly did you think? Well, the first reaction was like, wow. And then after that, it was like, okay, I'm never going to look like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you, and you won't, you know, because because you are such a lazy boy. Yeah, but I know. What had you what had you heard about or read about these kind of bodies? You know, the ones who look like they could yeah. step on stage any minute. Right, right. No, I know what you mean. I mean, the first thing I remember, you know, I still remember my first day at the gym. I was enrolled with a trainer. And what he told me was that he was going to make me fit. Great. I was paying him money for that. So I was happy. And the second thing was he's going to put me on these fat loss pills. And, you know, there was this whole plan for the next year. Like, you know, for six months, you're going to eat fat loss pills and you're going to lose your uh, tummy and belly or whatever get uh, down to really, really uh, low fat levels. And then, you know, let's start something else. You know, there are products that you can start taking to build muscle really quickly. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Steroids. Say it. it. Steroids. Anabolics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And I thought he was joking, but he was dead serious, man. I mean, wow. I I, I ran like, I haven't gone back to gym since, as you can see. Look, it's a a touchy subject. I understand. Everybody is not talking about it, but we have to face it, you know, and, and this is something which I went through too, you know, mm. and it is there, it is out there. People need to know, you know, I think these, uh, I think the, the two biggest myths floating around are about dieting and all this cutting or getting into really good shape. Right. You know, I've, I've also spoken about this in my new book. I mean, it's, it's going to come pretty soon, but it's been fed into people's mind that if you are an average guy, mm. the only way you can build muscles and, uh, maintain that look as by doing a steroid cycle and the sad part is a lot of people actually believe this crap and end up ruining their health yeah yeah because i was like i was watching this netflix documentary which was all about the dark side of the bodybuilding world and things like steroids anabolics synthol all kinds of substances which you know I, it's almost like you know they made you believe as if this was the only thing about the body world, uh, bodybuilding industry and that there was this was the only way to build a body like that and that every bodybuilder actually ends up doing steroids and if you want to look like that then you've got to do the same thing too you know it was i was like okay i'm going to stay away from that 
Yeah, look, my, my stance on these Netflix documentaries is pretty clear. You know, it's, it's safe to assume that the uh, that a Netflix documentary is not the best place to get information about anything, oh, yeah, and uh, especially especially about health and fitness. Mm. Uh, but here's the issue. You know, this kind of fear mongering it gets eyeballs. And people who already don't know anything about fitness, they are going to watch something like this, and 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 they're going to believe that this is uh, the way things are. You know, so that's why we even begin talking about building your dream body. Mm. We, uh, you know, before before we even get started with all that, we need to first kill this biggest myth about building your dream body. Right. So let's jump right in. Uh, you know, I remember that in season one of the Fitter podcast, we had done this episode on beetroots. You know. And uh, yeah. it was it was basically uh, I think it was one of the first uh, what we saw was that uh, since the beginning of time, you know people have always been looking for something that will make them look younger, stronger, more attractive. So there's this been there's been this quest for the perfect physique. So with this anabolics is also is this a new thing or does it go like way way back? Oh, it goes way way back i mean we've seen this in uh nature and even with humans if you're uh healthy and fit and athletic mm. uh, your chance of attracting a mate and having offspring of uh, having an offspring you know it increases so obviously that has been a big reason why men have wanted to look big and strong and and, and now the women are catching up right but there were practical reasons too if you are big then you can fight better you can hunt you can walk or run long distances in search of uh, you know food and not get tired mm. plus if you are known for your strength then people fear and respect you and these things haven't changed for thousands of years i mean uh, look at ufc uh, look at boxing you know it's it's the same thing it's a it's a competitive sport where one person uh, you know fights the other person and 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 look no matter how much we say we have evolved uh, as human beings, but but the basic nature has remained the same. It just finds different forms. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the sports are the same. You know, back then we had gladiators. Now we have MMAs. Right. You know, we have boxing. We we always enjoy these kind of sports. You know, we are always looking for uh, people with their quest to power, with their quest to overcome other people. And, and, and that's just basic nature. There's every ancient culture, you know, believe that there's some superfood that could, you know, turn ordinary men into uh, supermen, you know, mm. uh, like the ancient Greek athletes, they used to eat uh, sesame seeds because they believed that it made them stronger than, uh, you know, the Aboriginal people in Australia. They used to chew on the leaves of uh, something called a pituri plant, mm-hmm. uh, which is stimulant, sort of like tobacco, you know, the leaves are uh, first dried and then they uh, they are placed inside the mouth and then they, they used to chew it slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the saliva mixes with the leaves and, and the juices uh, kind of gives a natural high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so people used to do all these things back then and even now people do that, right? So, so uh, we can't expect people to suddenly wake up and realize that uh, this is not the right way. They, they are always going to find these shortcuts. Right, right. So, I mean, the only thing is that, you know, it, it kind of sounds as if these people were like losing, using a drug that this exact thing that, you know, you, you use a substance and you will get stronger. That notion has always been there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Even even Norse warriors, you know, uh, they used to eat magic mushrooms. Oh, OK. And, and that's what I, <laughs> that that's actually what I love about uh, these Norse myths. The warriors had real balls, man. I mean, you can just imagine them grabbing these. 
hallucinogenic uh, mushrooms and going into battle with their axes and hammers. Yeah. So if if you think about it, all these ancient warriors and athletes, uh, they were worshipped like gods. So it's quite easy to understand why they would want to try these substances. And the ancient world was not a place to be a puny man. I mean, right. Right. I, I, I can't that, even imagine. Yeah, I mean, it must have been a really tough world they were growing up in. But even like, I think today, like I said, you know, that continues to be the case. Bigger, stronger, faster. Everyone wants to, you know, at least in the physical realm, certainly everyone wants to be their best. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so when exactly did steroids as a substance get invented? I mean, what's the story behind that? Right. So uh, I think the first attempt uh, to extract or synthesize a steroid probably happened in everyone's favorite country, China. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of, of course, they didn't know what they were doing at the time. It was uh, probably some belief from uh, TCM, the traditional Chinese medicine, that if you use the urine of the strong man, oh. then you imbibe uh, some of his strength. So, so the use of uh, gonadal steroids, hmm. uh, they predate their identification and um, uh, you know isolation. I mean, extraction of hormones from urine basically began in China at about 100 BC. Okay. But it was much later that testicle extracts were used for medical purposes. This happened in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. So, and, and if you talk about the isolation of, uh, you know, uh, gonadal extracts, the steroids, it mm-hmm. can be traced back to about 1931 when Adolf Butner, a chemist in Marburg, mm-hmm. uh, he, was, he managed to purify about 15 milligrams of uh, the male hormone, uh, androsterone, mm-hmm. from tens of thousands of uh, liters of urine. So basically, he extracted 15 uh, milligram of a very, very potent mm-hmm. steroid from lots of urine. <laughs> I wonder where he collected all that urine. But... So that's just, I, I, I still can't wrap my head around it. They actually used human urine to do this. Yes. And... Uh, the steroid was then subsequently synthesized in 1934 by uh, Leopold Ruzicka, um, a chemist in, in Zurich. Okay. Uh, and in the 1930s, a team of uh, the scientists was uh, able to create a synthetic form of testosterone, uh, which is what is primarily used these days, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so testosterone, for those who don't know, is, is a very potent male hormone. It's, at what, uh, it's what gives you uh, your manliness, <laughs> uh, so to speak. And uh, they, they extracted the synthetic form of testosterone to actually help treat um, men who were unable to, uh, you know, produce enough of the hormone for na- natural growth, you know, mm-hmm. or sexual function. Mm-hmm. So the primary use was to cure sexual dysfunction. Right. It was not to muscles. Mm-hmm. But I think it was around World War II when they found out that this artificial form of testosterone can actually be used to help malnourished uh, soldiers gain weight and you know improve their performance. And after the war got over, a lot of athletes started using steroids to enhance their performance in competitions. So in 1956 Olympics, uh, the wrestlers from the Soviet Union, they performed at exceptionally high levels. And after learning that those athletes were using testosterone, mm. Dr. Ziegler, he, he is an uh, American physician, mm-hmm. he started getting more selective forms of uh, what we today know as anabolic steroids. Okay. And f- that point, till early 1970s, steroids became 
extremely popular, not just among the Olympic athletes, but also professional sports players and even high school athletes started taking them. Really? And uh, I think it was about 1975 when IOC, the International Olympic Committee, finally took note of this and they, they banned the use of steroids in Olympic competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, this ban uh, didn't do anything good. In fact, it opened up uh, this mm-hmm. whole black market, uh, which only grew tremendously, grew exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, because first, people knew that this thing worked. And second, it was not available. Mm. And that's always opportunity for the black market to expand on, right? Mm-hmm. And so the illegals just continued to increase. And, uh, you know, it, it went crazy till 1988 when uh, the first major federal regulation um, of steroids was introduced okay. uh, under the anti-drug use. Mm-hmm. And they introduced penalties. They started, uh, uh, you know, uh, putting people behind bars and everything. Uh you know, and and I think in 1990 they also added uh, certain anabolic steroids on uh, on the Controlled Substances Act, the CSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you ask me, uh, what's the current state of steroids? Easily available, but are illegal mm-hmm. and dangerous. Uh, when I go to gym, there's always this uh, poster they put up saying that illegal substances are banned in the gym premises and you can't really use them. But you go into the locker room and I've seen these small vials of the anabolics broken, you know, just discarded into the trash. So I know for a fact that people are on the juice. Some people, not all, of course. Some people are on the juice. Not just that, a lot of gyms and uh, trainers Mm. from popular gyms were early on actually uh, part of this black market uh, uh, strategy and which which is actually how the general public uh, got access to these steroids. I mean, a general public wouldn't have a vague idea of where to procure the steroids from. It was the gyms and the gym trainers who actually right. uh, made them easily accessible. So some of the blame has to be put on those folks too. Mm-hmm. Illegal or anything which is uh, which has side effects, uh, it's, it's the opposite of what fitness is. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize the price that they have to pay uh, to use these steroids. No, actually, because, you know, and I think now that's become even more, I think, prevalent because of social media, because you see these ultra ripped bodies on Instagram doing all sorts of exercises. They're on the beach there with the cool guys or with the cool girls are all hanging out. Yeah. And that is what, you know, kids these days are being told. That is what you need to aspire to. And everyone loves shortcuts. And, you know, the fact that yeah. anabolics are so easily available, I guess, I might, like I said, you know, that's what really worries me that people will start using it and they don't really know what the effects, the long-term effects of such a thing can be. Yeah, look, I mean, people can naturally get shredded, naturally get ripped and there's nothing wrong in, uh, you know, people showing off their well-chiseled hmm. uh, bodies. Uh, the, 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 the problem, and, and you can't really stop those people, right? Uh because because maybe they are doing it because it's their job. I mean, but right. the people who are looking at them, the problem is when they start thinking that they shouldn't put in the hard work and they should just uh, look for a shortcut. Right. And that's when they start uh, looking for things like steroids and other illegal drugs. And things go haywire because, you know, one of the things which I've learned uh, from my dad and now I wholeheartedly implement is never to look for shortcuts. Mm. 
you know you put in the hard work and it's like climbing stairs climbing steps one 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 step at a time right and what happens is uh, given a long time frame you eventually reach to the top and the chances of you uh, falling are actually less but if you try and jump three steps at a time there's a good chance that you that you might uh, you know jump uh, you might climb the first three stairs quickly mm-hmm. but you might fall right right uh, on the next step right so that's that's what shortcuts tend to do to you that's also what we say in fitter you know trust the process it is which means it is a process it is a step by step day by day consistent habit that you are building absolutely and that's what will get you your yeah that's really it'll take absolutely. you where you want to go absolutely hmm. yeah you you can definitely get shredded you can definitely look good uh just don't get greedy uh with the pace of progress you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. so i think just for the benefit of the people who uh you know may not know this could you just tell us a bit about what are the side effects of taking these anabolic steroids right so look uh, how is it how does it work actually how does the whole thing work sure uh, so steroids are generally either taken in the form of uh, orals or injections mm-hmm. orals are not really that famous so people prefer injectables because they are also more potent mm-hmm. and they uh, they can either be uh, inserted directly into your bloodstream or uh, you know your muscle so either people inject steroids intravenously or they can either do it mm-hmm. intramuscularly right so uh, and there, there there's pills and the gel tabs uh, which you can take orally or you can even uh, there, there's even creams which you can rub onto your skin okay uh, now these drugs can be taken during a single occurrence but uh, people choose to stack them uh, in complex patterns which is uh, which is called as mm-hmm. uh, pyramiding or stacking or stacking mm-hmm. and so what they do is um they they use different kinds of doses and then they take different steroids to reduce the side effects okay so let's say the doses can be anything from 10 to 100 times higher than uh, what is prescribed for medical condition mm-hmm. and just to counter the side they then take additional drugs uh oh i don't know that so basically you inject yourself with an anabolic and you know that there are going to be side effects so to counter those side effects you take some more drugs yeah and so i mean what does the drug that you're taking to reduce the side effect have something or uh, does it affect the potency of the anabolic so then you end up taking even more of that is that is that it sounds like a vicious cycle that you kind of get trapped in well it is typically uh, so drugs are classified into two categories one are uh, your anabolic drugs which are mm. uh, used by people to put on large amount of mass mm-hmm. uh, which they typically do during a gaining cycle mm-hmm. and all the drugs they put in the body they have something called as a half life right so uh, so there's a different different kinds of drugs so you have different varieties of testosterone um i think there are about three or four varieties of testosterone and every variety has a different uh, half life which means that the drugs are going to stay in your blood stream for x amount of period mm-hmm. right and so based on that uh, they they keep circulating these doses so typically based on the uh, drug uh, half life mm-hmm. uh, an anabolic cycle can last between uh, how do you say 12 to 16 weeks mm-hmm. so there are like deca durobolin then there are drugs like testosterone ethnacate uh, okay, i'm 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 sorry i'm bad with the names but 
uh, some variant of testosterone mm-hmm. and they they have uh, different cycles and these are typically the phases of gaining mm-hmm. so what happens during phases people just eat a lot and take these drugs mm-hmm. and they gain crazy amounts of muscle mass uh, and then what they do is uh, they need to completely get rid of these drugs otherwise if these drugs are staying in the system long enough they can uh, lead to irreversible side effects like complete impotency mm. uh, and one of the things what happens when you take in any sort of artificial testosterone is that your natural uh, testosterone levels get affected so your body immediately stops production of any natural testosterone in the body mm-hmm. that's because there's artificial supply and so body has to maintain uh, a constant uh, cycle of testosterone so typically you know for healthy users uh, they they have testosterone between 0 to 600 some users even have uh, you know up to 800 mm-hmm. and and this is good enough testosterone levels to get you enough amount of muscle mass mm-hmm. but of course people 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 are never happy with enough right so they 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 take artificial amount of testosterone and go up to even uh, uh, 200 uh, uh, you know uh, 2000 go up to even 1500 to 2000 um uh, you know test levels mm-hmm. and that's crazy right so when they do that the body automatically starts uh, building up a lot of muscle mass and once once they are done with this uh, bulking cycle mm-hmm. or the testosterone mm-hmm. they start with their cutting cycle and the cutting cycle uh, they basically just take a lot of fat burners they they also take something called as uh, uh, clomid uh, they they it's a pct it's called a post cycle therapy so there are uh 3 to 4 drugs which typically are used for uh treating breast cancer mm-hmm. and they are known to restart your body's natural test production okay and so because they have already taken these drugs and the body's natural uh test production has stopped they take these post cycle therapy drugs pct drugs to then restart the body's natural test okay to yeah yeah okay Got yeah it. and it's a very complex it's a very complex process and if it is done by uh, you know amateurs mm-hmm. uh, they have extremely extremely dangerous side effects so especially in teenagers you know especially in young guys when they do this you know they they experience a lot of facial growth uh, the the sex organs become enlarged and mm-hmm. and not in a good way yeah okay um and you know they start uh, developing man boobs mm-hmm. or moves or what we uh gynecomastia right and it's look it looks really bad mm. uh, so it's it's like puffy uh puffy boobs or puffy nipples you know right right um and that's because a lot of testosterone then starts getting converted into estrogen right the the female uh sex hormone mm-hmm. and apart from this also you know people uh people during their pct because they take a lot of uh, a lot of fat burners which are which are extremely potent stimulant uh which increases your heart rate uh crazily you know people people can also uh die because because the they they they, they make your heart work suddenly um are, are too fast mm-hmm. and it has it has been uh it has happened a lot of times in the past when when bodybuilders have died uh, on stage because uh of their uh, you know cutting cycle and they were too dehydrated mm. and one of the things about the uh, about these fat uh cutters or these stimulants that they are extremely dehydrating mm-hmm. right so they they devoid your body of water mm-hmm. apart from pacing your heart rate so lots of uh lots of um negative side effects 
really. I mean, the list is so long right, right. that only a crazy or a madman would, uh, you know, continue to use steroids. So, so don't waste your time. Uh, don't waste your life uh, doing all these drugs uh, to end up getting nothing out of it. Mm. You know, people need to be smart. You, you have to think about this. You, you are more than your body. Your body is your basic hygiene. Yes, move on. You know, get fit, stay fit, and then move on. <laughs> Do more than just, uh, you know, uh, you know, just, 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 you know, one of the things I, I, I tell people is that, you know, don't talk health and fitness all the time. And that's crazy because I'm a fitness entrepreneur. I run a fitness company. Mm. And I think it's, it's, it's because there's no other choice. You know, it's an opportunity. But I'd be lucky to see a day when, when I don't have to talk about health and fitness. And because that day, everybody will be just, just fit and healthy. Mm. Your work would be done. Yeah, My work would be done. And that would be the best day of my life. And, uh, you know, so, so I try and tell people this thing that, look, health and fitness is extremely simple. By making it complex, you're missing out so much stuff in life. Mm. You know, life is amazing. But get rid of the basics. This, this uh, uh, physical health, it's, it's basic. You should achieve it naturally and then move on and focus on the next big thing. That's great advice for someone who's listening, you know, uh, because you get caught in that quagmire of, you know, okay, just looking good and, you know, not really developing any other aspect of your life. But it's not just that. And like you said in the beginning of the show, health is a much wider definition than just looking good. It's social health, it's financial health, it's mental health, it's emotional health, it's all these factors that go into it. Absolutely. And I can't imagine how people who are constantly going on and off diet and on and off these drugs hmm. are able to balance. I, I It just feels so exhausting. Right. You know, I, I, I think about this and I feel so exhausted. Like, guys, you can't even figure out the basics of your own body. How are you going to figure out much bigger aspects of your life? I mean, you should look good and stay shredded and stay muscular, but it shouldn't take you your entire life. Correct. That means that there's somewhere the process is failing. Hmm. You know, you have failed to build a good lifestyle. You have failed to build a good routine. Hmm. You know, if you build a good routine, these things are basically a side effect of it. Uh, uh, so, so it's it's a it's like how Warren Buffett says, like you know, if if you're not making money while you're while you're sleeping. Uh, you know, it's not sustainable. In a similar manner, if if your if your good looks, if your muscles are not an outcome of your lifestyle, mm. then you are probably caught in the vicious cycle. Don't get caught up in the vicious cycle. Adopt a good routine, and then good looks, good muscles, and a, and a good physique. Let that be an outcome of that lifestyle. You know, people people think I stay four hours, five hours, six hours in the gym and all I do is just keep measuring my food and lift, lift, lift. Dude, I run a company. <laughs> mm. Right. And and that's there's a lot more I, I, I do than just, you know, lifting weights and uh, uh, you know, just just eating measured food. It's it's a small part of my life. Small part of my life. So if if I'm looking shredded, it's it's an outcome of my routine. Right. You know? So I think so focus on a routine. I think that's a great piece of advice to take away from the episode focus on the routine focus on life as a whole and not just on looking good and of course as always trust the process it's it is a process and uh, you need to be patient with it absolutely right great JC. as always it was a wonderful talking to you thanks a lot jerry yeah. and uh, take care guys bye
This was it for this episode of the Fitter Podcast. And we'll be back next week with another interesting topic about health and fitness. Take care.